and welcome back. I'm your host, Robin, and you are now listening to my podcast, Broken, Strength Under Control. In Matthew 5, 14 through 16, it says, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and to give light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. I just want to just say thank you for tuning in. Um, I'm trying something a little bit different this evening. Um, You will notice that I do have music in the background. Why? Because I am recording live from my living room, which means that I'm on my actual computer, which I'm testing out my new podcast mic. Um, I've had it for some time now. I have been wanting one and I finally got one, but I never, I hadn't used it yet. So tonight is my first night actually testing it out. And I hope you all can hear me um, pretty clearly. Um, I'm excited about it uh, because it definitely is um, very enlightening. Y'all, I was practicing earlier today with this mic to make sure that it sounded good, all that good stuff. Um, Not looking for perfection, just wanting it to sound good and be clear. You know, I want to say thank you to you all for just tuning in, taking the time to invest in listening to me. Um, For those of you who have reached out and have given me encouraging words, um, I just really appreciate you all um, because I never knew that this would be something that God would have me actually doing and that he would open up a platform for me to do it. And, you know, pretty much I've been at this now for a while and pretty soon, uh, God willing, it'll be a year in September since the launch of the podcast. So I just want to say thank you. Um, Before I get right into my topic, there's like several things that I wanted to just kind of make mention of. Did you guys know that this month is Mental Health Awareness Month? If you know someone who is struggling with their emotions, anxiety, just so many different things that they might have going on mentally, reach out to them. Reach out to someone today and tell them that you love them, that you're thinking about them. Um, Because you just never know what the power of your words might do for that person. And so, you know, we're all going through something different. What I'm going through may not look like what you're going through, but it doesn't mean that I'm not going through stuff. It's just the perception of it. Um, And so you guys, I just, again, thank you for just tuning in. Thank you for just being faithful You know, I pray that each week you get something out of what I've shared. Um, I'm just willing, y'all. I'm a willing vessel. Um, I don't proclaim to have this thing in the bag. It has truly been a test of my faith. Um, Just really walking by faith, honestly, because nothing is guaranteed. 
And as you can see, we if we haven't learned anything else in the last year with this pandemic going on, you know that nothing is guaranteed. And so y'all are the real MVPs out there to me. For real, for real. So I'm just going to jump right into it. Um, the topic that I had chose for this week, and it's so interesting, y'all, because every time... I go to God to ask him what he wants me to talk about or I think about a topic to talk about for the upcoming the next upcoming show. It seems like I go through whatever it is I'm about to talk about. But I went through this some time back last year um, it was and it was a really hard time in my life and I'm going to share that with you um i just kind of feel like i'm going to be much more transparent much more vulnerable much more naked before you this evening because again this topic hits home so so close that it it was literally not just in my backyard but it was in my front yard my side yard everywhere it was just everywhere for me but anyway so tonight's topic is a street called straight a road to damascus moment now most of you may not know the story but some of you will know the story and it's really about the conversion of saul to paul where he basically had an encounter with Jesus. And, you know, the story talks about how the scales fell from his eyes. And so a lot of times you could be faced with a situation and your perception about it could be one way, but when you have clarity, when your vision and your, your sight is more, much more clear, sometimes it just, it don't look the way you, it initially looked to you when you first looked at it. And so, um, like I said, again, it was the conversion of Saul to Paul. Um, Saul actually was on his way to murder more Christians. And then Jesus interrupted him. And that in itself right there was just like, wow, okay. So how many of other people can relate to you being on your way to do something that may not quite be the right thing to do and then you have an interruption. I don't know about y'all, but that's happened to me several times. And I have to tell you, truthfully speaking, I'm so grateful and so thankful for God's grace and mercy because I was in some places and in some things, doing some things that I know I had no business doing at all. So let me just jump right on into this. Did you know that Physical blindness and spiritual blindness, they're almost one and the same. And that's just my opinion about it. You may or may not agree with me, but physical blindness 
you're relying on your touch, your taste, your smell, and your feel to help you, to assist you because you can't see. You can't see anything, right? Now, your spiritual blindness, you're still depending on some things. You're depending on the Holy Spirit. You're depending on prayer. You're depending on God's word to lead and guide you when all your other senses are not working the way that they need to work. And so Paul wasn't physically blind, but he was spiritually blind. But when he had that encounter with Jesus, the light was so bright from heaven that it actually blind, blinded him. He couldn't see for three days. Three days, y'all. I couldn't even imagine to be truthful with you. I'm so grateful and so thankful that I have all my senses. I can see all that. But he couldn't see for three days. Now, could you even imagine having to depend on someone else to get you where you needed to go because you couldn't see? I can't, to be truthful with you. Um, and so limited sight will limit your perception. Now, keep in mind, like I said, he was on his way to murder more Christians. He was just evil. And that was what his sight and his perception was. His sight was limited and his perception was limited until that encounter. And so when you think about the aspects of being able to see, you know, that's a, for those who may get their healing or get their deliverance in it, it's a gradual process. And what I mean by a gradual process is, is that when learning to see is composed of different aspects of sight. Like you can't see stuff really clearly like what they are. So you couldn't look at a tree and be able to tell that it was a tree until your vision begins to be a little bit more clear, right? And so shape, one of the first stages um, of sight. And I'm coming to you from the aspect of a painter, so to speak. Y'all know I'm the Google queen, so I, I Google everything. And there was like five different things that it gave, but I just zoned in on two of them that was shape and value shape being the hardest it takes the longest when your vision is clouded you can't see the situation for what it really is so you perceive it to be one way but when reality hits it's usually more different than what you thought i don't know about y'all but i can attest to that um, just when you think 
that a situation is one way reality sets in and shows you that it might you might be off and then sometimes you might be right but the majority of the time you're off because that's just how our minds work especially when you're connected to the situation or the person um and so definitely yeah um, value. We tend to value things, people, more than most of the time than how they value us. So now, if Saul would have been told that he would be on this street called Straight on a road to Damascus, and he was going to be he was going to be blind for 3 days and was going to have an encounter with Jesus what y'all think he would have did he probably would have tried to avoid it probably would have even went down that road like we do you know and it's kind of sad to say that we handle stuff that way but we really do which leads me to a transparent moment and I'm just so grateful and so thankful. My son is actually on here. So it's definitely going to be very transparent for me because the situation that I'm about to share with you, um, it deals with my son. And most that know me know that I love my children. Um, they're grown and gone doing their own things and living their lives, just what I hoped for them. Um, and you know, I've always prayed and asked God to just mold and shape them into who he wanted them to be, not who I wanted them to be, because I needed him to work on me. And so he blessed me with two wonderful children. My daughter, she and I had, you know, our run-ins, a many a days, um, but she wasn't a bad kid, you know. My son, we didn't really have too many run-ins because he just was that child that, you know, whatever I told him to do, he did it. And I trusted him to make sure that he did it the way that I asked him to do it. And so um, last year, he joined the military. Y'all, when I tell you that just sunk my heart. And it only sunk my heart because of what we had going on. You know, it was just in the thick of this pandemic and I was trying to figure out, oh Lord, what, okay. I mean, I've always told him to keep the military on the, on the plate or the forefront of his thought process, don't count it out. But I never thought in a million years, y'all, that he would actually join the military, but he did. And so he was preparing to go away for basic training. And I just didn't know how to deal with that. 
So in the midst of him being at basic training, um, you know, there were so many different things that happened. Um, he went through some things. I think he experienced um, some situations that he never had encountered in his life before. But here was a situation where for those of you who are, who are mothers, you understand that when your child is hurting or someone is doing something to them, you want to go help them. That's plain and simple, but this is a little bit different. I couldn't go help him. And so I had to pray and ask God to keep him. Well, let's just say that, you know, he survived basic training. He got to school, to AIT school. And it was still a little crazy, but you, you know, yet I was thankful that he was, he had, he had accomplished the one process, but he was moving on into phase two of the process for him. And so in that, um, which he's gotten pretty good at this, I told him this just last week when he dropped another bomb on me. But anyway, he basically let me know while he was in school that um, he was going to be getting married. And um, not to say y'all, this, this real talk here, it wasn't that I didn't never want him to get married, didn't want him to have children and, and just different things like that or whatever. I just wanted him to be thoroughly prepared for what he was about to enter into because marriage is a covenant. And before you enter into that covenant, you need to understand thoroughly and fully and completely what marriage represents before you enter into that. And so he and I just kind of, we really weren't seeing eye to eye on the situation at all. Um, because I, there was some issues between me and now his wife. And so, and it just kind of had him in the middle of us, you know, and I had to just reassure him that it wasn't about making a choice between me or her. It was, I wanted what was best for him. So when I tell you that I had a road to Damascus moment, I had a road to Damascus moment because it didn't make a difference what I felt like or how I viewed the situation. It wasn't anything that I could do to change his thought process or his mind about what he was about to do because it's his life. He's grown. He's an adult. And I just needed to trust God with him. And I needed to trust God in him. So the things that I taught him, I had to have enough faith to believe that God already had this in his hands and he was going to take care of him. And so long story short, for me, that's definitely when it was eye-opening for me that my youngest, now in the military, soon about to be married, life for me really, I mean, it was already real, but having blinders on 
oh yeah, they came off real quick. And so it definitely was an eye-opening experience for me. And I have to be honest with you, when you have an eye-opening experience like that, sometimes it just cuts so deep, it hurts. And there was a time when I would just cry because again, you know, that's my, that's my youngest. And he and I are very close. And so, you know, I just didn't know how to take that. I didn't know how to handle that. And when I tell you God removed the scales off my eyes in that situation, it was literally me saying, okay, you know what? I'm gonna have to take my hands off of this because this is not my life. This is his. And I have to trust that he's going to make the best possible decisions for himself at this point, because no matter what I tried to tell him, no matter what I've taught him, life is going to teach him what he needs to learn. And so it's a hard pill because that's my kid. That's a kid that I carried for nine months, gave birth to, gave, you know, and raised him, you know? And so to have that, when I tell y'all that right there in itself. So when I say that I had a, a road to Damascus moment, that was my moment right there. When my son said, hey, you know, I'm going in the military. And then several months later, before he got out of school good, he was getting married. And I was just like, okay, wait, this is too much all at one time. But at the same time, like I said, I just had to trust God. And that's the same thing with Saul. When he became blind for those three days and he had his encounter with Jesus, he had to trust. He had to trust God and he had to trust who God led to him to help him get to where he was going for the part of, for his purpose. And so a street called straight, you know, the Bible talks about that. And I actually, it just kind of sat out to me. So I was just like, okay, well, why did it, you know, I told y'all I'm the Google queen. So I Googled it like, okay, well, why did they call it a street called straight? I can't really tell you why they called it a street straight, but I can tell you what happened on that street called straight. And what happened to Saul on that street, there was a conversion. Remember I said earlier, the conversion of Saul to Paul. But he didn't become Paul until several chapters later. So it was in chapter nine where he had the encounter with Jesus and he was blinded for three days and he got to Damascus and it was Ananias who laid hands upon him. And when he laid hands upon him, the scales immediately fell from his eyes and he had his sight back. But that encounter with the Lord was life-changing for him, that it even changed his name because he was on his way to kill more Christians, more people who believed in Jesus. And so, but he had an encounter with Jesus in this moment of being blind. And so conversion took place, prayer took place. He discovered God's will. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. He identified with Christ, a new fellowship was formed, and then he became a living witness, a testimony. 
So now this happened in Acts chapter nine, but it wasn't until I believe Acts chapter 13 before his name was changed, where he was literally preaching and teaching about Jesus because of the encounter that he had. So he gave his testimony. He bore witness to the fact that he was blind for three days and the Lord spoke to him and asked him, why are you persecuting me? And he literally said, who, who are you, Lord? He asked, who was he? Now, isn't it just like God where you could be headed in the wrong direction and then Christ suddenly interrupts your direction and completely changes the entire situation? Because that's what he did for Saul, who now became Paul. He was headed in the wrong direction. He had an encounter. And then God turned that situation around. And he does the same thing for us. So even in my moment with my son, it was just like, you know, hey, this is not my life. This is your life. And the relationship for some time was a little strained. And for most that know me and know the type of relationship that I actually have with him, know how close we are. That was a thing that the devil was really trying to use to rip me apart. And what was crazy was, was that I was going to take a break from doing my podcast. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, Mm-mm, you're not taking no break. You're going you're gonna to keep moving. Because I've been called to this. And so when you're called to a thing, just because your vision becomes a little clouded or a little blurry, doesn't negate the mandate that God has on your life and he's called you to. So when I wanted to sit down and just take a break, the Holy Ghost wouldn't let me sit. I had to push through it. I even did a podcast. And when I tell y'all on the podcast, you couldn't tell, but I had just wiped tears from my face. And I struggled to pull myself together to do that recording, but I had to do it. And so most that heard it, you didn't hear any of that. It's because of the grace and the mercy over my life that I couldn't allow this situation to deter me and keep me from still getting up and moving forward in the direction that God is calling me to. So now, Damascus actually was a symbol of transformation. So anytime we have an encounter with God and his word and who he is, there's a transformation that takes place in your life. You know, you could be doing some of the craziest things, but that encounter, that one moment that changes your life forever. And you don't even look back at that. And so I believe for Saul, not being able to see, and he had to trust who was leading him 
he had to trust all his other senses. Now, could you imagine being able to see and then all of a sudden this bright light from heaven shines down in your face? So, And it's so bright that it literally blinds you for several days. You can't see. I can't. I cannot imagine it. And so what I thought was interesting was, is that with the light, it's the same thing that can blind you, but it's also the same thing that can expose those things that are in the dark. So the light shone from heaven was so bright that it blinded him for three days, but it exposed the dark areas of his heart because clearly he has some issues. Just like each one of us. And a lot of times we don't want certain things to be exposed because we have a fear of how people are gonna look at us and how people are gonna judge us or how people are gonna talk about us or just whatever. And to be truthful with you, um, it has to. you have to get to a point in your life where if God is exposing some things, it means that there's greater coming. There's better for you that's on the way. So allow him to expose it because it's for purpose. And there was clearly a purpose for Saul in this situation here. And he went on to preach the gospel to in many different places, to many different people, changed he was a part of helping change many lives, all based off of that one moment. So you don't have to allow a situation or a circumstance or people to have you in a place where you just, your vision is clouded. You can't think straight. You're not clear about direction and nothing else in your life to deter you from the purpose and the plan that God has for you. Because it didn't make a difference what Saul was on his way to do. God interrupted him because he had a greater purpose for him. But if he had not been willing, well, if he hadn't been blinded, let's put it that way, he couldn't see, so he had no other choice. And when you can't see, you really don't have no other choice. You have no other choice but to trust in his spirit, trust in his word, and trust in your conversation, which is prayer, to help lead and guide you to the direction that he wants to take you in. And so when I tell you that it is very easy to get tripped up, because I could have allowed that situation with my son to ruin the relationship that we have. Because that's how hurt I was about it and how things happened. But I was determined also that if nothing else, I'm his mom, I'm gonna be his mom. And it doesn't matter how old he gets or what he does in his life. I'm still his mom. That's not going to change. And once I grabbed 
that perception about what was going on, it caused me to see things a little bit more differently. It let me know that a lot of times you do really just have to let people learn by experience. So no matter what you try to do to help, experience will teach them the things that you can't tell them or show them. They have to see it and experience it for themselves. And so with that, honestly, I have to honestly tell you, that is the thing that has helped me get through is the fact that I have my faith and I have to believe that the prayers of the righteous do avail much. And he's covered by the blood. Why? Because if nothing else, he knows that his mother is praying and I'm going to continue to pray. Um, and so, you know, that is really all that I have for you today. But before I go, just want to let you all know, if you haven't had an opportunity, the second edition of my book, Broken, To Be or Not To Be, that is the question, is out. It's on Amazon. If you just type in my name or type in the title, it should just generate for you. If you haven't had a chance to get a copy of it, during the pandemic, um, I decided to revamp and tweak the book a little bit. I didn't really change too much of the content the content in it, but I did kind of add some stuff to it. I changed the cover of it a little bit and I was just very excited and very happy with what it looked like finally, because truthfully y'all, it really looks like a book now. And I worked with a another publishing house um, on the project and she really just put up with me. And we worked on this pretty much for about eight months. And so I have to tell you, the final product is truly awesome and amazing. So if you haven't had a chance, go and get a copy for yourself or get a copy for somebody else. Um, and also I wanna talk about two nonprofit organizations that are very dear and near to my heart. The first one is empowerhim.org. That is my friend Linda's nonprofit organization. Um, Empower Him will provide entrepreneurship programs and life skills, resources to rehabilitate and put men who have a criminal background on the path towards independence, success, and prosperity. Y'all, we got a lot of men who are locked up and they're going to be coming out of prison. And this organization wants to help them be business owners. They're interested in real estate. Um, this is an organization that you want to connect with. Again, it's empowerhim.org. Good organization. The other organization is morethanmyprettyface.org. For most um, of you all, um, you may or may not know, but my sister is the CEO and founder of this organization. Um, it just launched in March. And more than my pretty face, we exist to encourage, motivate, and inspire the next generation of young women to become confident contributors in their community and the world. Now, ideally, she has a goal. She, she said, Robin, 
what if I could touch a million lives? Well, to be truthful, speak truthfully speaking with you, that's not impossible. Because ideally, we're hoping that the girls that come through the program, not only will they come through and they become um, leaders in their communities, but they pull up another young woman. They help somebody else and they'll help somebody else. And then it just keeps trickling down and passing it on basically. And so ideally, again, um, more than my pretty face, I actually sit on the board of the organization and it is going to truly be phenomenal um, just to be able to see her in her element. Um, for most of you who know her, you know that she is the epitome of her name. Um, y'all, she the nicer version of me. I'm just going to tell y'all that. Um, but yeah, she's the epitome of her name and just so grateful and so thankful for the vision that God has placed within her and has given to her. Um, again, it's more than my Stay tuned because, um, there's going to be some phenomenal things that you guys are going to see on our social media platforms. And we're just so excited about what God is getting ready to do with both of these organizations. Also, this platform is on iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Apple, Google, Spotify, and Breaker. Again, thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Robin. Be encouraged and know that I'm praying for you. Peace and blessings to you.